Today's verse comes from Isaiah 61.10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. That's Isaiah 61.10. Think about this, guys. How often do we spend time rejoicing in what the Lord has done for us? You see, because of His love, we exist. Because of His grace, we have the promise of eternal life. In today's verse, the prophet Isaiah compares the mercies and blessings of God to a wedding celebration. He rejoices greatly, and his soul is joyful because of the wonderful thing that God has personally done in his life. God's salvation is so exquisite that the best way that Isaiah can think to describe it is, is to describe it to the most expensive, the most extravagant, the most beautiful, the most indulgent, all-about-me day of a person's life, their wedding. God's righteousness covers us better than a personally tailored wedding dress or a tuxedo. No florist arrangement can hold a candle to the beauty of His holiness in our lives. All the jewelry in the world can't compare to how God's salvation makes us shine. This splendor is a gift. Salvation is utterly free. It comes with no hidden cost, no strings attached. It's not something we can buy, and it's not something we can earn. All we have to do is accept it. What a beautiful reason to be heartfelt and just be rejoicing and singing to the Lord, just to tell him of his excellent greatness. For our God is great, and he is greatly to be praised. And I'll ask you this. Is Jesus Christ your Savior? Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Have you made the conscious decision to follow Christ and to give your life to him and to repent and follow? You see, I've always been a fairly good guy compared to the world standards. I've been a good guy my whole life. And at one point, I prayed the sinner's prayer. I asked God to come into my life. And I'll be honest with you, nothing changed. Nothing changed because I left out a very important part. You see, I thought I was already a good guy. And if I just say these words that this person's praying with me, then I'm in. I bought my ticket. I get that free salvation, right? And nothing changed in my life because I left out a few important things. Most important thing I left out, I didn't repent. I didn't turn from my sin. Yeah, I was a good person, but I was a sinner and I was living in the world. I wasn't following Jesus. I just said that prayer and I thought that prayer was a hocus pocus going to take care of me and now I'm good to go. But that's not how it goes. We do have to ask Christ for forgiveness. We have to admit that we're sinners. We have to admit that we know we need his forgiveness. We have to accept his gift of free salvation by sending Jesus to the cross to die for us, to pay for our sins, past, present, and future. 
We have to repent. We have to follow Christ. We have to believe that Jesus rose from the grave. And we have to believe that he's sitting at the right hand of the Lord, of God, right now. Now, that's the truth. All that's true. All that happened, and it all happened for you, and it's all for free. But you have to repent. You have to make that conscious decision. Most everybody who is saved can remember the day, the month, the hour, some people, the minute that they accepted Christ. You can't go through your life thinking that you're a good person and you said those words that somebody made you repeat one day and expect to spend eternity in heaven. You can't. You must repent. You must ask Christ to come into your life because once you ask Christ to come into your life, he's going to send the Holy Spirit to live within you. Now listen to this. The Holy Spirit that he sends to live in you is the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the grave. And Jesus told his disciples the night before he left them to be crucified for us. Jesus told his disciples, he said, listen, I'm going somewhere where you can't go. But where I'm going, I'm going to send somebody better than me. And when you receive that, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. When you receive that Holy Spirit, you're going to be able to do things better than what I did. You're going to be able to do more things than I did. That's not me telling you. Jesus said that. So, yes, we have to accept him. We have to acknowledge that we're sinners. We have to ask him to take over our life. We have to be willing to give every aspect of our life to him. But we must repent. We must turn from our sin. Some of you are going to say, Mutsi, you don't know about my habits, man. I got some bad, bad habits that I've had for decades. Okay. Almost all of us have. But here's what happens. Through those decades, maybe you couldn't break that sin by your willpower. But when Christ sends the Holy Spirit to live within you, that Holy Spirit, if it can raise Jesus from the grave, it could help you with that bad habit, don't you think? And I'm not saying it's going to be overnight, but it will happen if you honestly confess your sins and you honestly accept Christ into your life and you ask for forgiveness and you commit to obeying him until you meet him face to face in heaven. So that's all you have to do. And I'll ask you to pray this with me. God, I'm a sinner. I, I was born a sinner, just like everybody else. And I know I need to have somebody come between me and you. You're a holy God and I can't approach you. I accept the fact that you sent Jesus Christ to the cross to die for my sins. I also believe that Jesus died for my sins, past, present, and future, and I believe that he rose from the grave. I believe that he rose three days later, and he's now sitting next to you on your right side on the throne. And Lord, I accept Christ as my Savior. I give him all of my life, and I repent. I turn from all of my sins, and the way that I'm going to do that is because immediately before this next sentence gets out of my mouth, you're going to fill me with the Holy Spirit, and I'll have the power to start my journey following Christ. I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. 
And my friend, if you've done that and if you believe that and you mean that and you truly repent, I give you my word as a man. The Bible tells you it's a fact that you will spend eternity in heaven. And I'm going to leave you with some some powerful emotional statements that will help you along the way. Because, listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. Jesus said it's going to be hard following him. Jesus said we got to pick up our cross and follow him. There's going to be a day when we're going to get nailed to the cross and, and we're going to be crucified just like him. Now, that doesn't mean literally nailed to a cross. That's how you're going to die. That doesn't mean that. But you're going to be crucified. Your friends are going to laugh at you. Your family's going to laugh at you. Your co-workers are going to laugh at you. But you know what? When it comes time to face God face to face, your friends, your family, your co-workers, they're going to be nowhere to be found. It's going to be you and God face to face. And I promise you, he won't laugh. What he will do is say, well done, good and faithful servant, and you'll spend eternity in heaven. And if you have family, friends, co-workers, relatives, anybody you know, and anybody that you love that's in heaven right now, if you give your life to Christ, I can promise you this, the next time you see that person in heaven, you will never have to tell them goodbye again. And that's great news. I hope you said that prayer. If you didn't say that prayer just now, please re-listen to this and say that prayer. Say it in your own words. There's no magic in the words the way that I spoke them. What you're basically doing is accepting Jesus as king of your life, Lord of your life. You're agreeing that he sent Jesus. You're agreeing that Jesus died for your sins and it will cover your sins. You're also agreeing that Christ rose from that grave three days later and is sitting with God and he's interceding for you. We pray to God through him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. That's how we pray to God. So if you said those things and you mean them and you truly repented, heaven is rejoicing because they've just got another angel to spend eternity with. And if your parents are there and if your children are there, they are the happiest person in the universe, in the world that God created because they now know that you're going to spend eternity with them in heaven. Until I talk to you next time, I hope God blesses you more than you can even imagine. I pray for you. I pray that Jesus blesses you. I pray that Jesus opens your minds to the words that I just said. I pray that something I said made sense to you and that you repent tonight. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.